Well, welcome, welcome back, back to the Charles Owen Experience. Welcome back. Aren't you going to burn my hand? Uh, yeah, that was actually that's actually pretty close to the flames there. No, keep it that's going. actually keep pretty going. close to the flames there, champ. Woo! Great Good handshake. You. Good to see you. First of all, you're looking drunk and inflamed. We'd like to offer a heartfelt apology to all our listeners last time. Oh yes. Who? Yes, yeah may have been directed towards the wrong dvd satoshi uh, issues dvd which is yeah you yeah said you forgot the name and you thought it was satoshi issue yeah it was it was actually someone else uh christian osbeck wasn't it? christian osbeck that's yeah that's right he's got one a, hell of a DVD. one hell of a nuki like if if you watch the dvd the breakfalls in it were fantastic so there's only one reason to get that dvd out of many for the uki for the Uki, yeah. There's other reasons as Fantastic. well, but Guys, basically... We'll move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Guys, remember, like, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, do all that. You're really... Yeah, yeah you're pretty heartfelt from that, forgetting last Yeah, week. man, let's... Oh. I mean, it really hurt. When my memory's not, like, perfect, it really grinds my gears and, like, not remembering that guy's name when he's literally, like... You see him all the he's time. He's won the Grand National. I literally saw him that very day and I couldn't <laughs> remember his name. It's fucking crazy, man, how the mem how the mind works. We'll have Memory. to get we'll have to get Joe Rogan on to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, he said he would come on as well. Maybe we should try DMT and we'll remember his name better. Yeah. So yeah, Chris, so Chris, shout Christian out. There we Osbeck, go. no relation, but he he is a Christian. What's been going on, man? Have you been training well? Yeah, it's been going fantastically. I've been working on my guard, working on connecting my legs. I've been thinking what if I was to do a next DVD, it would, would probably it be, be on connecting legs entanglements and connecting when people start to boot you in the asshole and you know basically defending against when people stomp up your asshole to defend the leg locks okay and i think that would actually be a, and it's like switching between legs once someone's seated or maybe before they're even seated just transitioning between the various leg entanglements and yeah that's what i've been practicing quite a lot of trying to stay as sticky as possible you know the way i see it Every time someone boots you in the asshole, you can use that leg then and start to attack that leg as well. Or every time, you know, the leg starts slipping down your shoulder line or you lose like an Achilles grip or something, you can transition to the other leg or you can pull yourself back up. I want to do a bit more, like I, I can do it in sparring, but I want to organize it. I want to get it, you know. I would like to see that DVD. Yeah, that, so that, I'm trying to basically organize it now, make it very conscious when <laughs> I'm sparring. And then I'll release a little instructional for y'all and it'll cost loads of money. I'll buy that. No, Great. I won't. I'll buy buy Christian Osbeck's. Yeah, this is good. This is I've good. heard it's good. Yeah. I've heard, so Toshi Ishii messaged me after, after our last podcast. No and way, said, did he? And said, uh, like, we should buy the DVD. That, oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that Osbeck, uh, that Osbeck made. He seriously messaged me though, but it wasn't in English, so I fuck knows what he said. Damn. Yeah, we're there good friends. Sick. Me and the greats. All, All right. right. Should we get some question times? Let's go. Uh, do you want to start? You can start. All right, then. Oh, what God. are the best gyms in your... Oh, sorry. Go on, you start. You no, start. You go, you go. Yeah. Take away. Okay, now you go. Seriously. Okay. Okay, go. Oh, God, details <laughs> in bringing opponent down to a hip into A1 position. Can't really get a solid off balance. My friend, I believe that's A2. Uh, so A1 position is, let's say you've got a leg wrapped and you make them post their hand to the floor. I no. believe that's A1. Correct that's me. A1. I mean... Don't correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't care. But anyway. Tell us in the YouTube. Yeah, tell us in the YouTube. We'll just unsubscribe. 
so basically, A1, <laughs> you post don't, your don't don't do that. That. please. <laughs> Bye, Chrissy. Uh, either you post your hand, that's A1, or if you get seated to a hip, it's A2. Okay. He's talking about Argyle, which is basically Delaheva, RIP his legacy yep. uh but basically i think he's saying you're trying to tip them to one side <laughs> the side on which you're controlling the leg but most of the time if you just attempt to tip someone to that side they'll just lean forward a bit so our guard you have to have multi-directional attacks and you cannot just work in one direction like naturally even without knowing what people are doing let's say you tip them to one side they'll lean their head back towards the other side so you've got to think of the moves in at least pairs if not three piece combos two piece and a soda thrices yeah threads so just, <laughs> yeah you're dyslexic so it's all right it's threads mate Tri triplets it's all the same to me thruples triplets yeah yeah so let's say you want to tip them to a1 but they're leaning the other way i'll still try to tip them to a1 then i'll take them to the right hand side so i can go for a normal inside pummel with the leg and then let's say that doesn't work because they start to lean back. Then maybe I'll do a kick and sit up and tip them backwards. And then as they lean forward into me, I'll tip them forwards. You know, you just, you got to play with it a bit more, not just one direction. Keep it moving. Yeah, keep it moving. Speaking but, of. Why do my bones what? hurt 24 sevens? I train six days a week with two days of weights, one days of cardio. Maybe you're doing too much, mum. That's a lot like what I'm doing. Yeah. Your bones. Some people won't recover as well as others. How old much? is he? Huh? How old is this fella? I don't know. Don't have that information. Maybe I would look at your nutrition. I would look at your sleep. And I would look at your supplementation. Here's what you should do. Raw milk. You should go get a blood test. <laughs> go get a full blood panel done. And see where your bloods are at. That would be the smartest way to Bones do it. Bones hurting sounds a lot like <clears throat> bone cancer, doesn't it? <laughs> It sounds pretty serious, not, doesn't it? Not all over. You're not going to have bone cancer in your whole body. Go get your blood stuff, mate. I don't know. It, it maybe you know, it sounds like you're not recovering. I would need more information about your sleep and your nutrition. Arthritis? Again, everywhere. I don't know. Is he hurting everywhere? Is it? Is there a bone hurting? Or is it... He just said bones. So go get your blood stuff, mate. They'll take, check your... More dairy. Yeah. Calcium. Fish, fish oils, mate. Fish oils, calcium, cruciferous vegetables, raw dairy. Eight hours of sleep a night. Eight hours of sleep. Jokes aside, eight hours of sleep a night. But go get, <laughs> go get, go get your blood stuff, mate. Randox, Randox, every man blood test. People message me all the time. Number one about Christian Osbeck's DVD. Number two about. Uh, if you're not going to be serious, just don't even mention it. Okay. Don't, don't no, even mention it. Number two. Randox, every man blood test. I will put a link in the description. Go get your blood stun, chief. Next question. You go. Great. Uh, this one's about Christian Osbeck's DVD. There's another one about Christian Osbeck. Oh. Any serious questions? All right. How do I get the most out of a two-hour seminar with 30 people on the map? Record the seminar topics. If you're not allowed to record Fantastic. the seminar topics, get someone who's actually a good training partner who can also remember things. They don't even have to be good. They just need to be like Rain Man, you know, just autistic enough that they can remember what remember the moves the are. Moves, yeah. yeah, and then that's it, basically. They don't even have to really get them. They just, all it is is a recipe book. Remember the steps one by one. Like in, you probably won't get and feel all the moves perfectly. You might think that you do, but you might need a bit of feedback when you're sparring to get what they really feel like. So I recommend get yourself a Rain Man drill with him if you can't record the techniques otherwise just record the techniques if you come to one of my seminars i don't give a shit you can record you can record the whole thing makes no difference to me people still book it for some reason 
Because they love you, man. Because they love me. Because they want to hear me, hear me talk. Does weight cutting tank your cardio? Yeah, it certainly can. If you cut weight too too drastically before a competition, it can certainly affect your cardio by being dehydrated, which is not good Fuck for being that. severely dehydrated. So yes, it can. Here's a question. Yeah. How many weeks after drinking are you affected by the drinking? Let's say you drink... <laughs> Just a couple of days. Four pints. <laughs> four pints. Say. You'll be fine, mate. What yeah. about if you did... A big bender. Let's, yeah, let's talk about Craig Jones and cocaine. Yeah. Do you think that he would recover within like a week from if it's just For coke? Sure. Yeah. It really? Just coke. Yeah. Is Some, coke pretty easy to recover from? I'd suppose so. Yeah. What are the? It does well, coke, it fucks your sleep though. You won't sleep properly for the whole week. No, you'll be fine in a couple of days. So maybe, the day, maybe even the day after. Are there some cardiovascular benefits to doing coke in that it raises and lowers your heart rate just like a jog might? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, it wouldn't be. All right, you're not going to be hitting the, those sustained levels. What if you have like sustained Heaps amount of, of coke, coke for like, like let's say a steady state? Take it before you do a match. That'd be sick. You'll be no, because then you'll be John over, Jones. you'll be over aroused. Yeah, look, everyone's ever yeah, nothing aroused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everyone's gonna react differently, aren't they? That's yeah. a shit answer. But have you seen the Last Dance with Michael Jordan? Yeah. So Dennis Rodman I used haven't. to come. You haven't. It's fucking sick. You should watch it. Maybe we have actually. I can't it's remember. Really Dennis Rodman used to coke. John Jones. He used to fucking go on big benders. Dennis Rodman would come in tanked after a huge bender and just smoke everyone in the training room, apart from Michael Jordan. Is that a basketballer? Yeah, he's a very famous basketballer. Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Yep. Nice. So yeah. some people are, like some people just fucking love it. So if he has a big bender, I'd assume you're going to take two or three days to recover to feel better. Your training's not going to be fantastic, but two or three days after, he's young as well. He's like thirties. He's I think he's my age, thirty-one. Yeah, he'll be fine. A couple of days back into it. Fair play. All you, right, you have a few beers. Day or two, you'll be fine. Great. I'll get on it. Yep. Sounds like a good uh, workout plan. And also the calories and also the, man, you get so much salt and pump from it. Yep. Okay. How did you make BJJ your job? I.e. how did you go about becoming full time? Let's take it back to me being in uni and not going to any lectures, spending all my time doing jiu-jitsu and accumulating 54 grand of debt. Uh and then I'm looking I, at what podcast we did this as well. I started teaching kids classes uh, and then after that, I went back to London. I was poor for a large amount of time. I was Ep living with my mum. Episode eight, we also covered that. Well, this currently what I'm talking about. Yeah, we keep going. How to make money from jujitsu. How to go full-time BJJ. Yeah, live with your parents Episode for a little eight. bit and just be really poor. And then once you can afford to move out, do so. Also, then I started making money throughout COVID, teaching privates. Start cheap, work your way up to more expensive. Obviously, the more competition, like easy route would just be win all the competitions you ever do. But realistically... You can't do that, so you've got to like do a bit of combo of private lessons, teaching classes, doing comps for notoriety, and then eventually you get your BJJ fanatics. And if you're Chris, Christian Osbeck, you're just in the clear from there. Yachts, supermodels, a famous footballer's girlfriend could go on, but won't. You? I agree to all that, yeah. Yeah. You just got to win matches, really, don't you? Yeah, you, you just, just got, have to you, win. You just got to be really good and win lots of matches. You just yeah. have to. You don't win. even have to win that many. You just have to beat like. So, I mean, imagine you only did one match ever and and you beat Gordon Ryan. Yeah, you'd probably get way more instructional money than if you did. 
beat Gordon Ryan and then beat like 10 other people. Yeah. People might just think it was just some mystical beast and buy everything. <laughs> Fuck, he beat Gordon Ryan. Yeah. That, that's, that's funny, actually, yeah. You beat Gordon Ryan one match and then you just disappear. And then yeah. lots of instructions. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, even like, because if people saw your matches, they'd see that eventually they'd see that you're human. Even if you win all the matches, they'd be like, yeah, but you didn't win them in like 30 seconds each. But if you just did one match. Big Gordon Ryan in 30 seconds. Big Gordon Ryan in 30 seconds. And then you just never competed again. You would be a millionaire. For sure. More, I guess millionaire is not that impressive anymore, but like a multi, multi, multi millionaire. You'd be rich. That's three million. Thoughts on heavy powerlifting for BJJ? If helped by a good powerlifting coach. Um, I Why just, did you read it like that? Because I'm dyslexic, mate. As if you were mocking him? No. That's how I heard it. Did you? That's how I'll read oh, it. I didn't mean to. Fuck that guy, right? If helped by a good powerlifting coach. <laughs> um... Lifting heavy is good. I think you by lifting heavy all the time, you can really fatigue yourself unless you're... Juicy. Yeah, even if you're juicy, lifting he really heavy all the time isn't particularly helpful for your jiu-jitsu gains. Like, especially with powerlifting, you can certainly do it and there's fellas out there doing it. So there's no reason why you can't do it. But I don't think it's the optimal way to train. As you're lifting super heavy, it's going to be like pretty compressive on the body it's going to build up accumulate a lot of fatigue and all that fatigue is going to become detrimental eventually to your time on the mats you're not going to be able to perform as well as you could be or should be on the mats because you've accumulated so much fatigue whilst lifting those are my views yeah on heavy power lifting but you can you can lift heavy but just at lower percentages like Let's say, shout out Michael McQueen. He can lift fucking heavy, but he's lifting at significantly lower percentages than he normally was. Yeah. When he was an elite power lifter, but he's still lifting pretty fucking heavy. I wonder if there's any value to just not even doing anything but power lifting until a certain age and then beginning jujitsu. Because, I mean, strength is the best technique by far. Yeah, but you also want to be have like have really good body awareness and be able to move your body like well through space. I think like really strong gymnasts that don't yeah. get injured would potentially be better than powerlifters. Are gymnasts all just injured to fuck? Yeah, they are. A lot of them, yeah. Okay, just yeah, shoulders yeah. and knees and everything are fucked. They are, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Well, that's many, fine. Yeah. Right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say like you can't have it all, can you? You can't have it all, no. You can't just be like ridiculously athletic and all this stuff and super strong and just not, not have any injuries. Of yeah. course, then everyone would do that, wouldn't they? Yeah. You, any elite level sport. If you're an elite level gymnast, you're gonna have a shit down of injuries. You probably have some ankle injuries. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Nature of the game, isn't it? Nature of the game. Nature of the beast. Yeah. So there's definitely powerlifting is helpful, but doing trying to do elite level powerlifting or competitive powerlifting while doing a lot of BJJ, it's not going to work out for you. I just don't think it's going to work out. Too tiring. Too tiring. It'll Too make tiring. you taller though, apparently. Sylvia was saying that the erector muscles in the spine are so strong that it will actually grow you by an inch. I think that's false information. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, let's say if you- let's I'm say, not a fucking doctor, so. Let's say, let's say if you want to do- like a powerlifting, you probably you, you could get away with doing like two jiu-jitsu sessions a week but if you want to do like four or five and then do like hardcore powerlifting drug free 
that's going to be an issue. Even if you're using drugs, the, the weights you're going to be lifting are going to be so fucking heavy. That's going to be burdensome to your jiu-jitsu game. By its game. very nature, if it's not very hard, you're basically not improving, are you? Correct. Great. Yeah. Thank you. You're going to run some Thank problems. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's just think about GSP. Do you reckon he's done any powerlifting? No, no. He did. He he changed the strength stuff. He used to do... Olymp- he, he was doing some Olympic lifting. Then he was doing some the, the some strength training like the kind of stuff we would do and then he was like fuck it i'm just gonna do gymnastics and that's what he did and now he just does weird water stuff doesn't he yeah he likes the water stuff still does gymnastics he changed are we gonna it. try some when the pool's completed yeah 300 meter swimming pool are we gonna give it give it a go though yeah some push and pull in the pool it's good stuff low impact on that the joints and pull. Push okay. and pull. how many 60 kilo white belts you reckon you could take at once let's start with you in just jujitsu, though, no strikes allowed. Uh, I think you could take a few at once. Because like, that's they get in the way of each other. So, <laughs> you know, after like five or six, if you could take five <laughs> or six, I think it's just you could take infinite. <laughs> you could, but it's a hundred people trying to fucking do jujitsu to you. Yeah, then you've only got four, four limbs, maybe five, and uh, <laughs> you know. And they do get in the way of each other. <laughs> they do, because I've, I've sparred with two white belts before in Wilson Sports Centre. And <laughs> they just got in the way. <laughs> well, they almost got me actually on the legs one time, but then I started spazzing. But they had a respawn counter. We did like a five-minute round. Every time they got subbed, they'd have to respawn in like 10 seconds. And they'd be able to go back in. And yeah, they didn't catch me. And I must have subbed them so many times. I don't think they're even white belts. And I don't think I was even a black belt at the time, nor was I the animal I am today. Honestly? How many, honestly, how many do you reckon you could do? Five? Under 60 is very small though. Under 60 kegs, white belts. Like, assuming, assuming, like assuming probably, no strength. Assuming no strength. Yeah. They're not after, they're Yeah, not it's not like whatever. It's not like a 60 kilo Christian Osbeck. Perfect, not like a, perfect example. Perfect Ishti. Uh, perfect. <laughs> Shout out Ishti. Fucking love Ishti. He's not a white belt, nor is he 60 kilo, and I probably couldn't take more than one Ishti, to be fair to him. Ishti knows this. Ishti knows that. Uh, but a 60 kilo white belts, gym. I'm going to say like, yeah, like just infinite, because yeah, they could just get in the way of each other, and I, and I genuinely think like... A hundred, a hu- okay, so this room, there's a hundred white, 60 kilo white belts in here. A hundred people. But most of them would just be queuing. <laughs> be what? Queuing. <laughs> just waiting. No, all at once. Yeah, but they can't. There's not enough <laughs> volume on me. There's not enough surface area. What are they going to do? Yeah. Like, they'll, one of them will hold my leg. I guess, like, yeah, if it's jiu-jitsu rules and there's no, like, groin strikes or chili in the eyes, then I'll probably, I feel like I'll get away with it, right? <laughs> Chilling but I need to think about s- subs that I could actually do with, like, with like, with, like, one or two. Yeah, they might, if they're organized as well. Like, how much time do they get to organize each other? Is it just, like... You're in the room and go, or is it like they it's, get? It's you're in the room and go. Okay, they don't Here's get like people, half like, an hour to scheme. There's a hundred people in here. They open the door. Owen Flanagan, bang, they door just shut, have... go. <laughs> like a Mr. Beast video. That'd be very good. Uh, yeah, I think honestly, just until I get tired, because they would just get in the way of each other. We should set this up. We should definitely do a video like this. Uh, all right, like people a mis- would we, love we, to we see could, the video. You could literally do a mi- that. Shout out Ossian. No, Osland. Osland. We'll get, o- Oslander. I'll speak to Oslander and we'll sort it out. Homelander. Okay. All right. Oh, Polaris recently. What do you think? 
Did you see the matches? I did see the matches, yes. I thought they were very good. What was your favourite? Uh, probably my favourite was the Taza one. We can do a breakdown on that this week? Yeah, we can do, yeah. A lot of people were asking about the heel hook breaking mechanics and what could have been done better. I'm <laughs> sure that Langaka took some damage. Surely. Surely. This would be good. Uh, all right, cool. We'll do that breakdown. We'll do a breakdown instead of trying to piece it together. But yeah, I, I had to skip through some because I was at breakfast with company so <laughs> yeah to, uh, sorry gals sorry. sorry it's almost finished there's just just one more scramble turn it off yeah. what are you doing we're, we're at dinner here. come on come yeah. on come on uh by christian osbeck's dvd yeah top <laughs> five. Uh, sorry so he doesn't funny. find that funny just don't say anything <laughs> top top five tips for really tight hip flexors mate i would say you're probably going to get off with some some doing some like low level mobility stretches so some couch stretches on the wall in the evening. Couch stretch is, it's gonna demo if you've got YouTube. We're here, leg comes down, push the hips forward. That's gonna be nice to do. Anywhere between 90 seconds to two minutes on that in the evenings. Looks good. Will be useful for sure. But then Looks good. also making sure that you can squat properly, make sure you have good length in the hamstrings and that by doing some Romanian deadlifts and gain more flexibility in your hammies. Um, there's going to be a variety of things you can do. 1990 stretches. Let, okay, let's go through something that's going to be useful for you. <clears throat> when you go into the gym, do a proper warm up on a bike. Get get your core temperature up. You're going to do some like 1990 stretches. Yep. Uh, do some squats properly, and then later in your program, you can do some kind of elevated split squats. So, doing um, you could either do a Bulgarian split squat or front foot ele elevated split squat. Those are great ways to improve your hip flexor mobility. Hip flexor mobility. Yeah. That was the question, yeah. Yeah, basically split stance stuff, get stronger hamstrings, get more length in the hamstrings. Do, make sure you're doing some Romanian deadlifts as well. Single leg Romanian deadlifts. What about leg raises? Leg raises, they'll be very hard for him. Yeah, increase, increase the actual strength in your hip flexors too. Some low level L-sit stuff. You can lie on the floor. Hanging leg raises. He won't be able to do it, mate. They'll be too tight, too sore. Who is this? Don't know. As in, don't name and shame, but like, he why says, is... He, he says he's got really tight hip flexors. Improve your squatting mechanics, mate. I think that's going to be number one for you. Um, and make sure you're doing some single leg exercises too, where your legs are split apart. Get And then, how can I forget this? Deep tier plyometrics. That is going to be crucial for Aren't you, Aren't they friend. the front ones? Hip flexors, yeah, front hip. Is he not just sitting too much? Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's that could be it. Some people are just really fucking stiff. You'd be surprised how stiff people are. Oh, so, I'm aware. So he's got low-level okay. mobility stretches to do. You got your cat stretches, deep-tier plyometrics. Get really good at squatting. Make sure you're doing single-leg exercises. There you go. There's four. What about stretching tips? your sides? I've, I've heard that helps for the... Side bends as well. Yeah, make side bends help with the hips. Make sure your core is working properly. Make sure you can go... Front, back, rotate, and then side bend. There's yeah. five tips for you. Core, stretch the front of the hips, get into a deep squat, deep tier plyometrics, and I forgot the other one. But yeah, you, that was you, almost a reel. Yeah. Almost. But I forgot. Forgot. Fuck, man. Shout out Christian Osbeck. Shout out the DVD. It's a fucking excellent DVD. Yeah. Let's just, I mean, we he got, has we, paid us no, no, a no, lot no. of money. We've got to stop it. we got to stop okay, it. Okay, we, we should stop, stop. it. That's, it's pretty funny though. Okay. Uh, 
what who are some interesting stylistic matchups for you honestly i just want to see gordon and kanan right i don't know how interesting stylistically that would be but who wins i mean gordon probably wins right given that kanan lost to merigali and i mean gordon and merigali would also be good but i understand they're at the same team so that's probably not going to happen i would like to see like Mm, I haven't really given this too much thought about dream matchups. See, I only got asked the question a couple seconds ago. Uh, Who would you like to see? Gordon Ryan. Versus? Versus. Mikey Musumeci. <laughs> we'll be all right. Ono Flanagan. That'd be great. What I would like to see Ono Flanagan versus Giancarlo Bordoni rematch. That's what I'd like to see. Is that an interesting style up mass stylistically match up isty? I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, actually I'd like to see here we go. Owner Flanagan, Craig Jones. That'd be a fun match to see. Yeah. I'd like to see Gordon Ryan, Craig Jones. Yeah. Because they hate each other. But that's not styles, is it? That's just opinions on each other. Exactly. I don't know. I don't I mean, care. I, I, I like you. I just want to see the matches. Who has like a very distinct style anymore? Riddle me that. I'd like to see, I'd let's like to say, see, say... I'd like to see Joseph Chan fight some more matches. He's very good. He's looking great at the moment. I Okay. Let's say Isaac Michelle has a very distinctive style. Yeah. If we could get him against a filthy butt scooter who's like really good at leg. Let's see yeah. Isaac Michelle versus, versus Lachlan Giles. Oh, yeah. That would be lovely to see. I mean, Lachlan has to gain weight and Isaac has to lose weight. But that's, I mean, again, their style is more dictated by their size. But that would be somewhat interesting. Yeah. Again, you would have a good match with Isaac Mershell. Like, I is am a, apparently... Michelle. Marichelle, yeah. Marichelle. Yeah, Marichelle. Yeah, someone said that I was a budget Lachlan, uh, Poundland Lachlan Giles, so... Fair play. Yeah. Fucking take that. Yeah, man. Poundland is fucking good value for money as well, Love so... Poundland. I guess that says a lot about my DVD. Yep. And others we've mentioned <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> and we'll continue to mention until we're forgiven yeah. and we're allowed back on the yacht. Mo asks... Fuck. I shouldn't have read that. Best self-defense methods against crackheads. So I've actually already gone through this, maybe not publicly, but for me, it's not grappling, right? You don't want to get within needle range of a crackhead. You don't, spit or even spitting range. Yeah, but you're, you're unlikely to get AIDS from spit. Like you get a cold or flu or, or maybe maybe a really God. nasty cough. Yeah, but <laughs> Something real nasty. <laughs> really nasty cough. Or... You'll get like fleas or lice or something. I honestly think something like Muay Thai where you can just teep them to death. Like you don't even have to punch them with your clean knuckles. It's just a teep in the sternum and over and over again. they get too close, elbows, bang. Yeah, like elbows, you're never really going to get your elbow in your mouth. So it's probably a safe bet to <laughs> start elbowing them. Uh, what else? And Tell the new viewers, because we've gained a lot of new viewers since the original story, when you got punched in the face by a crackhead. Oh, yeah, on the that train. was good. Tell yeah. us that story. So, yeah, basically, I am David Crackenborough. I used to film crackheads when I used to take the train. It was always on the train, because, like, you'd see them coming down the way. Now I just cycle, so I see a lot of crackheads, unless they're, like, exceptional crackheads. 
I won't stop and film them. And, you know, they're very rarely <laughs> exceptional anymore. I've seen it all. I've been there. I'm Ross Kemp, right? Uh, but basically, I was there filming Crack It on the Tube. Actually, this one just sat next to me and everyone instantly moved away. But I just kept my headphones in. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway he starts talking about leaving my body in the river and stabbing me with his knife and i was like sorry i took my head and go sorry and he's like no no i'm not talking to you mate i was like okay cool and uh, i just started filming him on my phone and he couldn't see the front of the screen and then as i went to close it i just felt him lean over and i was like maybe he's just like you know like adjusting maybe he's got like <laughs> You know, shit like adjust, yeah, shit in his arsehole. <laughs> he has to adjust his boxes so it doesn't ride up or something exactly, like that. Yeah. Anyway, I go back to my phone and next thing I see, I'm getting punched <laughs> in the face <laughs> by a crackhead. Good. If you must know, it was a right hand. I would say it was like a hook and it hit me in my eye. In my eye. <laughs> this was one day before the Jacob Couch match. So if you want to go back and watch that, you'll see that I have a black eye there. So... Overall, and then he ran off. And then, yeah, so I was thinking, I started laughing because it's a cra- it was a crackhead, basically. And he was like getting so flustered and angry. And to be fair, I deserve to get punched. Uh, and then I, I was like, mm, this is a good excuse to like publicly beat someone up. But equally, it is just a bit sad, like just beating up a member of the public. And you go to jail, Tim. And I'd probably go to jail. Well, probably not, to be fair. But I would have to touch a crackhead and the chances of him, you know, needling me in the arsehole or something with his spice needle. I don't know. I don't know what they do, but, you know, (laughs) if it was my time, maybe I would have just teeped him. But, yeah, I look up and he's already backing away from the train whilst talking shit. So I could have chased him off the train. But then also I might have, you know, missed out on my match the next day. All these things run through my head like. Is it even worth it? And unfortunately, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. I guess fortunately, it wasn't worth it. But yeah. you know, maybe if he was a more clean crackhead, I would have fucked him up. I would have, yeah, grappled him. But it's just grappling is not the one for crackheads. I guess the one thing they can't do is hold you down and molest you. So <laughs> if you want to avoid crackheads, it's pretty good. But if you want revenge on crackheads, grappling is not the one. Not the I would one, recommend Muay Thai, that weird one, Leith Way, where they just get knives and slash people apart. Those are pretty good or like All right, or, next question. Yeah. We got the next one. Laws laws of diminishing returns with lifting for hobbyists, max weight slash time put in. Uh I've been thinking about this a lot recently. How think about thinking. A yeah, thinking, shut thinking. Fucking hell. Right. Trying to lift really heavy stuff, similar to the question before, if you're doing lots of BJJ. And I don't I think at some point there is going to be a diminishing return and you can mix things up. So let's say for deadlifts, as an example, if you can already deadlift a lot, why not try to do some split stance deadlifts or some single leg deadlifts instead? Because that is going to have more of more of an athletic benefit to your jiu-jitsu training versus just lifting really heavy on a deadlift and accumulating a lot of fatigue. Because naturally, by doing a single leg variation or a split stance deadlift, you're not going to be able to lift as heavy as you would on a conventional or traditional style of deadlift same for doing some bench pressing exercises or your squat exercises why not trying to do even a split stance b stance squat or start doing some front squats where you're more upright which is going to be less spine compression belt squats single leg squat variations i think all of those 
different variations rather than loading up specifically really heavy on one exercise. I think it's going to have a better carryover to the mats than trying to lift as heavy as possible all the time. Do you think there's any value? Let's just go to like an extreme in me learning a backflip. No. Let's say like, it is pliers though, isn't it? A backflip. Yeah. But I, you, it would, you can do a backflip now. Yeah, but it's, it's, I mean it's like... skill-based. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These sort of skills, a backflip, which is a genuine wrestling move, by the way, yeah. but it's just like an extreme example. Yeah. Would it be worth starting the process of learning that? Or just general... I know yeah. it's like general gymnastics, isn't it? But surely there's some value to learning the skills involved in proprioception whilst you're flying in the air. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, I could... I, I, I got to a point where I could do a backflip. Like you could just go do a backflip right now and I could do it like... Do a backflip right now. I used to be able to do it. I've got photos, video proofs I've of it. I've seen it. I could do it at... Do a backflip right now and I could do it. Just shit yourself. Shit yourself right now. Just shit yourself right now. Uh, and and I, I think like, yeah, it, 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 it's an athletic thing to do. But if you have lots of spare time... No, even spent like yeah. It, you, it's gonna it's gonna take more time for you to take like to go out and do it. Whereas that your time could be spent just doing a, a weights program. Okay, let me riddle you this: What is the best way to do plyos in relation to a sweaty floor? What is the best way to train for a sweaty yielding man? yielding plyometrics, the deep tier stuff, the yielding plyometrics. So like the the value in doing the plyometrics isn't to just like make you like really. Ex- it will give you access to more speed and power and your ability to absorb and produce force rapidly, uh, which is obviously helpful, but there's an overall benefit to your health from your feet, Achilles, ankles, and knees by having that impact with the floor. You've get like, you get good proprioception in your feet and also it's, it's a lot, it's good time under tension, which helps your overall joint health of those areas, particularly, particularly your Achilles, which as fellas get older, if you uh, rupture your Achilles, that's a, just a disastrous injury. But if you're doing lots of plyos, like one to two times per week, your chances of doing that will be significantly less. Um, but to answer your question, the deep, t- the deep yielding uh, plyometrics are going to be more helpful where you're in those deeper tier positions and you're being able to produce and absorb force. Basically, it's going to help your ability to come up and down faster and also improve your mobility in those deeper positions. Specifically on slippery floors, though. Doing them on slippery floors? Do you think that's a good idea? No. Do you think there's any way to progressively overload training on a slippery floor? It's too unpredictable. Progressively overload? No, slippery floors is unpredictable because you don't know how you're going to land. But by the way, every plyometric... This is what the fellow shout out Matt McInnes Watson and his plus pliers uh, course says. Every every jump you do is different. It's not it's not the same. E- like every single jump, yeah, ju- all right. yeah. it's there. Oh. It, it's all different. So you get different landings. So that's that's also another benefit of doing plyometrics because every jump and landing is going to be different. Your body is going to you know, adapt yeah. to the mystery shop of different landings. Because for me, I feel like that is one of the major things holding me back in wrestling. It's just like all the times I've been injured during wrestling. Okay, one of them was me being stupid, but the rest of them was slippery floors. Yeah, I mean, that's going to come down to a decision of a decision for you to 
not wrestle on the slippery floors, isn't it? But there must be a way that you can just start with Shoes. like a less slippery floor. Shoes. Shoes can make it more seem like it, a good idea, but they're not. And I'm, I, I, I imagine it's just as slippery. I think the coefficient of friction is such that you won't slip, and then suddenly you will slip really hard. Yeah. RGA fiction. You go. They got to do some of those mats. They're very slippery. Very slippery. I love RGA. Shout out RGA. Buy RGA's instructional. Me too. They got slippery mats. Buy RGA's instructional. Okay. How much should you push through lower back pain to roll? This one's for you, Charles. Uh, I wouldn't oh, push. Fuck, I'm running out of time. <laughs> Quickly answer this. <laughs> Mrs. is going to be at the door as well. Uh, mate, I wouldn't push through it. I would really, if I were you, I would send me a DM privately. Actually, don't even do that. I'm going to answer that very quickly right now. What you're going to do is you're going to go Charles Allen Price, lower back pain. Find the video that I've done for lower back pain. Click on that. Do those three to four exercises every single day. You'll have lower back pain improvements. Definitely. In fact, I'm going to link it. Fantastic. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to train if you have really we should bad, something else. lower back pain. Uh, let, let it go down. You can do things to make it go down. Make sure your weight training is on point and you're not further aggravating it. Um, but I wouldn't, if I had really bad lower back pain, I wouldn't be training. Would you? With really bad lower back pain. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes doing jujitsu, like you've just you've honestly just, playing guard really sorts my lower back out. Yeah, because the core, the core weird. gets working. I, some you've you've just got to you've got to know your body. Sometimes I can go in and be like, mm, my lower back's a bit sore. Finish jujitsu session, but like, it feels great now. That's a lie. It used to be that I'd allow myself to get stacked and I'd push out of stacked positions with a curved spine. Now I understand that. That was like cheating and just using flexibility. And one time someone tried to stack me in competition and I was just doing my normal shit and I was like, Jesus, I'm going to break my back. And then I turtled, gave the advantage. Foolishness. Got you, him back though. You've got to go. I've got to go. Uh, guys, we've said it enough. We don't do you want to say it? We don't need to say do it again, guys. It? Remember, like, subscribe, do all that. YouTube, Spotify, top left-hand corner on Spotify. Burn the hand, candle on the hand. You have some instructionals. Go buy Owen's instructionals. If you want to get strong, get on my strength programs. That was, uh, it wasn't so good. That wasn't so good. See either. you later. Trust me, the first one was.